Hello world, it's Charmaine Campbell and I am back with another episode of Your Life Has Possibilities. We are now on episode number 35, Cash Flow. Yes, that's the title. So if you like that, sit back, relax, and get this information. Make sure you have your journal so you can take notes because we have in the building, Mr. Perry Jeffries III, better known as the Profitologist. Yes, he's gonna tell us all about that profit in our cash flow. Welcome, Mr. Perry Jeffries. How are you today? I'm doing absolutely amazing and even better after that introduction. I need, I need to record that and have that for when I walk in every room. I'm just happy to be here. Thank you for that, sis. All right. Well, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So Perry Jeffries III, as you mentioned earlier, just a kid from Akron. So I'm originally from Akron, Ohio, here in Columbus, Ohio. I'm the president of a company, Diamond Equity Advisors. We, have, we are a full service investment advisory and business consultancy firm here located in Columbus, Ohio, with clients across the country. And what we specialize in is helping families and small businesses understand their numbers so they can make sound financial decisions and provide for their families. And our ultimate goal is just to change the ecosystem and just help close the wealth gap one family, one business at a time. So why do you call yourself the Profitologist? Yeah, yeah. So since we're on the podcast, it's spelled y'all P-R-O-F-I-T. So it's not the other prophet. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to get struck down or nothing like that. Don't say prophet. So that's the prophet. So I call myself the Profitologist. Uh, my people don't know is that my degree is in math with a minor in biology. And when you break down the word biology, or you have biology at the end of any word, it means to study of. Mm -hmm. So what I've studied over the past 17 years from personal experience and also to working with just you know thousands of different businesses and entrepreneurs is the study of how to become profitable, not only in your business, but also too in your household. And that's good. So I'm about to ask you a question. I know it's pretty loaded. What is the number one mistake people make when they become an entrepreneur? Because you know, everyone is starting businesses and we're calling them COVID businesses. And it's not in a negative sense because people are making their time worthwhile. If you have time, do something productive, but don't make those silly mistakes. So what's the number one mistake people make when they become yeah. an entrepreneur? It's, it's, a, it's a lot of them, but I think the number one mistake I see across the board is thinking that you have to go about it all by yourself. Mm -hmm. See, when people hear entrepreneur, they say, hey, it's just me, me, myself, and I, and, and you're hustling. And well, unfortunately, when you move from that standpoint, you, you instead of having a business, you have a hustle. Yeah. Right. And the difference between having a hustle and a business is this is something that you can actually pass down to your children. Mm -hmm. It's just something you can pass on. So I think the way we correct that is just understanding that you don't have to do this by yourself. Yeah, you may have a vision, but having the right team mm -hmm. is super important. And if you don't have the right team, you better have the right systems. So I believe that's probably the biggest mistake I see entrepreneurs make. Yeah. So not walking along with someone side by side and yeah someone who's well versed absolutely i mean my my business didn't really start to see uh gaining traction or seeing any profit or progress until i hired a coach wow. yeah wow so as an entrepreneur why is it important to have a financial advisor or just in your household in general yeah. um and i know you said there's like different terms people use and they misuse yeah. it yeah 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 so the, the term financial advisor just has different connotations 
And, and a lot of times, you know, the consumer doesn't know what that means. Mm -hmm. Is this person going to help me buy stock? Are they going to help me forex trade? Are they going to help me with life insurance? Are they going to help me with my retirement plan? So you want to have a financial advisor because it's super important to have that second set of eyes mm -hmm. that's not mostly attached to your finances to really give you some guidance. Yeah. But the word of warning is you want to make sure you identify someone who has a specialization in what you're trying to get accomplished. Yeah. So because the term is so broad and it seems like everybody now is a financial advisor, <laughs> you, right? You want to identify somebody who has a specialization, specialization in that. So if your goal is to retire, you want to find somebody who has credentials and experience in helping people retire and with any other financial goal you have. So I want to make sure I'm following you. So Columbus City Schools administrators just received a 14% raise. So this is not being braggadocious or anything like that. Anything, anytime that tax dollars are being used is public knowledge. So it's in the Board of Education agenda. So yes, we received the 14% raise. And some people may see a double increase in their income monthly. Might wanna go buy a new car, a new house, do something frivolous. And so it's important for them to see a financial planner to help them plan out how to use that money. Am I following you correct? You're absolutely correct. And, and those individuals, and not just those individuals, but I believe everybody across the board needs to have a financial plan. So a lot of times I see people misunderstand what a financial plan is and what it isn't. So if I say, hey, do you have a financial plan? You say, yeah, I have a, I have a 401k. That's not a financial plan. You have a strategy. Mm -hmm. So if we were to kind of break it down and say, hey, what's a financial plan? A financial plan should consist of six components. It should consist of you know, a component looking at cash flow, which you call your budget, mm -hmm. what's coming in and what's going out. Mm -hmm. That is the foundation of any financial plan or any financial goal. From there, we have risk management, where we get into make sure that we have the correct type of insurance over your life, your health, as well as your income. Then you have investment, no, I'm sorry, you have retirement planning, where retirement planning is really getting crystal clear on how much cash flow you need to be able to give yourself the option to walk away from your job. Yeah. Then you have investment, you know, where do you wanna put those dollars? There's a ton of different places to invest, real estate, stocks, mutual funds, insurance, getting crystal clear on where you need to go there. Mm -hmm. Tax optimization. Ooh, that's a big one. Super big, because here's the deal. When you retire, you don't retire from paying taxes. And unfortunately right now, with all the free money that's flowing out here right now, <laughs> best believe we're probably gonna see an increase on taxes coming here soon to be able to close that gap. Yeah. So you don't wanna get caught, you know what I'm saying, in the future paying more in taxes 10 years from now than you're paying right now. So yeah. that's super important. And then last but not least, uh, that component does a uh, financial plan is your legacy plan. Mm -hmm. So you wanna have a plan, because to your point, I got this increase, I wanna go buy some things. And something you'll hear us coin is, and tell our clients all the time, let no dollar go unemployed. Mm. Every dollar should have a job. If a dollar, if a dollar doesn't have a job, it's kind of like kids being home in the summertime, uh, with no school, <laughs> Just and no money. job, right? <laughs> Eating a lot of food. I'm gonna need me to get your school stomach. You eat twice a day at school. <laughs> what you mean? You want to you want to eat again? You just said it. Right? It's, it's just like kids. Like, yes. If they don't have anything to do, they're gonna find trouble to get into. That's, That's, a good analogy. That's the same way with your money. I like that because I, I listened to your Facebook live and boy, did I take notes. I created my T-chart. Yeah. I looked at my cash flow in and my cash flow out. And I know some of the listeners, don't you judge me because you're here with me in this boat, rowing upstream, knowing you can't go upstream. We have subscriptions to Netflix, Hulu, Pandora, Disney Plus, 
Um, I have Apple Music. Uh, I pay for Apple storage, extra storage. And I didn't realize that until you said, what what are the jobs for all of your dollars? And so I wrote down everything beyond my living expenses. I mean, everything I have. And I said, what are you doing, Charmaine? You got six, (laughs) six subscriptions. For real, what are you doing? Can you help me? Yeah, indeed. So first of all, appreciate you checking out that episode. And yeah, it comes down, because all of us know like our major bills, we know what a car note is, or a mortgage and our rent. But where we're dripping money is out on the backside, it's not knowing where all those dollars are going. And I guarantee you, that's why we had that as the first component of the financial plan, was it, or what's a good investment, or do you have a 401k or a Roth budget? It comes down to knowing what's coming in and what's going out. And I guarantee that if you sit down and go through that exercise, you're gonna find like you did, like, man, I'm double paying over here. Why do I have this subscription? <laughs> These two things do the same thing. Like it's absolute mind blowing. And, and when you start to think about that and how you can reallocate those dollars and employ them differently. Yes. You know, that's how we can definitely make some changes with that extra money. I like that. And I'm so glad that you're giving the information out to the masses because you helped the sister out. I appreciate that. Because I need to scale down some fat and some of that bacon. Put it back in my bank account. So I attended Sarah Jake's conference, her virtual conference this week. I didn't know that a virtual conference could be so good and so filled with a wealth of knowledge. And Peggy Buck, shout out to her, gave um, a, a workshop on tithes and offerings and how God will open up a window of heaven. And, and we know that from reading the word of God in Malachi 3. So we know we're giving our first, our first fruits to God. We're doing that. We're paying our offering. We're paying our tithes. But then she said, you have to pay yourself. Yeah. But she didn't go into detail because she said everyone's situation is different. So if I'm a business owner, if I have a job, how am I paying myself? Am I going to buy that outfit I've been eyeing? Am I going to the, the spa, get the massage? Okay. You know, what am I doing when I'm paying myself? One of the major issues that entrepreneurs face uh, when it comes to is like, how do I pay myself, right? So what you first have to realize is that your business income is not your personal income. So how we go about doing that is we follow the uh, profit first uh, methodology. So um, at the time of this recording, I believe I'm the only profit first, certified profit first professional in the country who's actually fully licensed financial advisor. So when we look at you know, uh, segregating assets, what we literally do is break uh, business accounts down into five separate accounts. Mm -hmm. So you have an income account, you have a profit account, Mm -hmm. you have a tax account, you better pay those taxes. You have a a owner's compensation account where you pay yourself. And then you also have an operating expense account. So when you break those accounts down and now they're segregated, Mm -hmm. it stops you from co-mingling funds. And now you can pay yourself. You can pay yourself, you know what I'm saying? through the operating amounts through the uh, owner's compensation but also too if you have the profit account and you're paying into that now you can pay yourself quarterly from there so that's how you can pay yourself so what it really comes down to without getting too far into the weeds and the details is you start having to segregate those uh, uh accounts out old school remember you know what i'm saying i don't know about you but the parents and grandparents anybody remember the envelope plans that people yes. have with their household? <laughs> hey 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 this right here is for food this right here is for rent this right here is for, do that with your business. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll, you'll make a run and that's how you pay yourself. So if I'm preparing for retirement yep. and I have a business or a job, 
How can I prepare for retirement without sinking financially? Yeah, super important. So how we help clients is we help them understand their numbers. So whether we're talking about a family or a business. So how we go about that is we help them reverse engineer. So the first thing we have to do is going back to that budget, mm -hmm. get a crystal clear idea on how much money you're going to need in the future. Mm -hmm. So if you want to retire in five years, 10 years, 15, 20, how much monthly income are we going to need? Okay. And then what we do from there is reverse engineer back and say, hey, based upon the income that you're going to need, this is what you need to put away, and this is the return on the investment of those dollars you need to put away. So that way you're not flying in the blind and you actually have a target to shoot for yeah. versus just throwing stuff on the wall and hoping it sticks. So do you ever have people push back and say, hey, I'm not trying to get 5% right now because I love the lifestyle that I'm living right now. Yeah. I don't want to sacrifice going out to dinner three times a week yeah. or taking my summer vacation. Mm -hmm. So here's the deal. Sometimes we get some pushback, but a lot of times if we show them this is what you need to do, that's just the clarity that they need. Mm -hmm. Because that 5% that may be put it away may be more than enough. We don't know because we haven't read the numbers yet. Maybe they only need to put away 3% to hit that goal, right? Mm -hmm. But if they have a certain goal and they say, how hey, we retire in five years, well, this is what you need to be putting away. So it comes to that point where I hate to say the word sacrifice because it's really not a sacrifice because what you're doing, I think you even said it uh, uh, earlier, your retirement is really you paying your future self. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, you may have to not take the 10 day vacation. Maybe it's the five day vacation so you can put this money away so that you can vacation for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, it's just reallocating the funds that are there. Yeah. So how can someone help their business to grow financially? Yeah. I tell you what, um, one of the biggest things you can do is get guidance. Me personally, when my business was floundering and I was struggling, I looked up and I was working 10 times harder, but I was making 30% less. Mm. I went out and I hired a coach and that investment paid dividends. Investing I mean, so, in yourself. Investing in yourself. And also to invest in expertise. So I know we didn't talk about this earlier, but I'll share this when I say invest in expertise. You have information, mm -hmm. which is available to everybody. Well, matter of fact, when you stop there, you have opinions. Everybody has an opinion. <laughs> Pretty much take opinions and throw those in the trash because those opinions are based upon their personal experiences, mm -hmm. which aren't your own. Yeah. Then you have information, which is available. Information is backed back, uh, by some type of factual data and content, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have advice. Advice is when somebody provides you with information who's an expert and has a track record of getting people results. Mm -hmm. That's who you listen to. Mm -hmm. So it's the difference between opinions information and advice okay that's good and i'm glad you clarified that for the listeners because you don't want someone who didn't go about seeking an expert and so now they have an opinion and then they're saying no you shouldn't do that yeah. you, you need to go to the person who has the information and the great advice because they have the experience and the knowledge behind them so do you have any advice for the listeners today like yeah. one thing if someone was sitting in front of you right now what, what would you tell them I think you said it once, leaders are readers. Mm. What are you reading, right? It's super important. What are you feeding yourself with? Super important. Um, your environment yes. is super important. And when it comes down to your finances, you got to have systems. There's a phenomenal book out there called Making Money is Killing Your Business. Mm. And in that book, the author, Chuck Layton, who, who I'm cool with, um, says that your business needs to have three systems. Yes. You need to have a system for operations. Mm -hmm. You need to have a system for marketing. Mm -hmm. And you need to have a system for your finances. 
So understand this. I'm a CFO. I'm a CFO for about 40 different companies across the country right now. Mm -hmm. I'm a fractional CFO. So they're not paying me the $300,000 salary that a CFO on a, uh, with a corporation would make. Mm -hmm. Right. But they have me there and they also have our system. So if you can't hire the person, you better have a system. Mm -hmm. If you have those three systems, you put yourself in a position to win. But again, it comes down to what are you reading? And that's good. I'm glad you said 40 different companies because we know you're managing over 80 million bucks. <laughs> you said that on Facebook Live. You put yeah. it out there. Yeah, yeah. You put it out there. $80 million. I was like, whoa. Yeah. How do you manage it all? Yeah. So it's, I won't say it's not a easy to manage scenario mm -hmm. but here's the deal yo when you have systems mm -hmm. and processes you can get it done so what our clients will tell you so whether they're a cfo client a family investment client whatever the case may be we follow systems and everybody has a plan okay. so literally when we meet with our clients hey here's our plan we put it in place where are we on that plan so everybody has their gps Everybody has a customized plan, but we follow a very clear-cut system. So because of that system, we're not all over the place. Right. So it sounds like it's a big deal, but it's really not when you, when you actually have it systemized in a certain way. So it's succinct and organized. I like that. So one last question. This is a bonus question. Yeah. Nonprofit versus a business. Mm, okay. So many people get it confused. Yeah. You know, how do I allocate dollars in a nonprofit? How do I allocate dollars yeah. in a business? What's the difference? Fundamentally, they're totally different. Now, they they function very similar to each other, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, right? Because they're both bringing revenues in. But typically with your nonprofits, they're bringing those revenues in to then turn around and disperse those revenues. Back out. You know, back out, right? Mm -hmm. So, but what they do have in common versus, well, that's on the nonprofit side. On the profit side, they're bringing those revenues in and then they're dispersing funds, but just in a different way, because they still got to pay taxes, mm -hmm. still got to possibly pay employees and things of that nature. So what they have in common is that they both still need to have systems in place, mm -hmm. right? So that those dollars are accounted for, especially on the nonprofit side. You don't want to run the risk of having a nonprofit and you ain't paying stuff out. That's and and now, now, you, now you're looking at some major issues, right? Mm -hmm. So those the similarities is both of these systems, but the, but the difference is, is when those revenues come in, how they're dispersed on the way out the door. Yeah, that's good. So I know you have a lot that you're doing with your business. Um, I love to see that it is a family business. You're building generational wealth. You have your daughters included and your wife is included. Yeah. She was there rolling out the questions and important points during the Facebook Live. I love to see that. So without spilling all of the beans, yeah. can you share with us anything new you have on the horizon? Yeah, I'm happy to share. Um, in one word, growth. Mm, yes. Yeah. So anybody who's heard me speak or lecture have heard me said that, you know, I had a mentor at one time ask me, Perry, do you want to be successful or you do you want to be relevant? Mm -hmm. And I asked him then, this was almost 20 years ago, like, what's the difference? And what he shared with me is success is what you accomplish personally. Yeah. Being relevant is based on how many people you help become successful. Mm -hmm. So our number one goal is to help people and create a true ecosystem. Where is you know we realize now more 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 than ever kind of with the pandemic how closely connected we are to each other yeah right so I want to make sure that we are able to grow our company so we can actually impact more lives because yeah. if we can create that ecosystem and I'm focused on hey how can I help somebody else how can I be a blessing of them I know it's coming back around to me that's it that, that that's a principle 
what I'm saying? So I know it's coming back around, <laughs> right? But a lot of times we get so caught up in doing our thing mm -hmm. that we don't focus on others. So what we're doing with our business owners that we work with and our clients is, you know, we're putting them in positions to become more profitable, not just through the systems that we put in place, but, we, but through the introductions to other folks. Because if their business is profitable and they're able to provide for their families, that's going to circle back around us. So our main focus right now is growth. I love that because you are blessed to be a blessing. And um, I saw a meme <laughs> on Facebook. They have all kind of crazy memes. And it says, when people say your little business, they're just big haters. And you know, sometimes you can be so humble where you're not giving out all of the information that you're helping so-and-so. And just like you have a podcast and I have a podcast, you're not saying how many listeners you have or how much revenue you're gaining. And so people that don't think it's relevant because what people see to the naked eye is the shininess, jewelry, oh, and flashy clothes and flashy cars. And so they try to downplay it until they see you going up that, that ladder. And then they're like, oh, it really no was something. I had no idea, but you're not doing it to put yourself on a certain level or a platform you're doing it really to help the community and as i told you that's why i developed the podcast because so many people poured into me i want to give back you're not making money off a podcast this is to benefit the community and i love that you have that mindset of developing an ecosystem it's not about being successful it's about being relevant okay i have a million dollars i'm hustling but who am i sewing into Max. who am i sewing into who am I Whose dream am I sowing into and helping them and advising them and directing them to go down that direct path? Because that's what God is looking at. Fact. He sits high and look low. He's looking at your every move. Yeah. If you just making a million dollars, you're keeping it to yourself. How is it growing? You close your fist. A closed fist doesn't receive, but an open hand, you can give and you can receive. You're dropping that word right now. So what is one last thing? One last thing before we end. One last thing for the listeners. We have a little bit more time. Man, you, the gems you just dropped right there. I have to I have to piggyback on some of the things that you said right there. Wealth. Wealth is not what you see. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're talking about cash flow. We're talking about money. I was that guy back in the day, had the all white jack, the all yes. white navigator, <laughs> popping bottles, all of that, right? But I wasn't wealthy. I have none of those things now, but I'm wealthier now than I was then. Because here's the deal. You don't measure wealth by what you can see. You measure wealth with a calendar and a stopwatch. Wow. And when folks hear that, like, well, what is he talking about? Here's the deal, y'all. This is how you measure wealth. If you were to stop doing whatever it is you're doing today, your business, your job, your principal, your CFO, whatever the case may be, how long would you be able to maintain your quality of life? Would, you, would, would it be a stopwatch? Would you say, man, P, I'm waiting for this direct deposit right now or I'm dead in the water? Or would I be able to look at a calendar and be like, yeah, I'm good till 2045? That's how we gotta start measuring wealth. Mm -hmm. And that's not by what you see, right? You know what I'm saying? Because you don't see how long somebody can maintain. So you may see somebody, another business owner up there and they're shining and you're like, man, business looks like it's crazy. Mm -hmm. But I know this from being a CFO for about 40 different companies across the country. What you see on the surface ain't what it looked like when we lived underneath the hood. Yes. So get focused on that and not focus on the, the, the uh, you know, those things as far as the big house and the car. Those things are nice. Yeah. But if you focus on wealth and measure it with a stopwatch or a calendar, it gets you in the right frame of mind. So I believe with that. That's good. That's real good. So how can we get in touch with you, Perry? Yeah, absolutely. So easy. 
uh, go to perryjeffries.com, uh, P-E-R-R-Y-J-E-F-F-R-I-E-S, no E in between, uh, perryjeffries.com. We have a bunch of free resources on there. Um, we believe in just giving out as many free resources as possible because information is free. Yeah. When people pay us, it's because they're paying us to help implement the information, yeah. right? So that's how you can reach us. And you can find us on um, all your social media outlets, your LinkedIn, your Instagram, Facebook, things of that nature. Just put in Perry Jeffries and you should pop right up. So I always ask um, my guests, what are they reading? Yeah. So what are you reading right now? So my assistant put me onto this book called Atomic Habits. And it's been a game changer. So it's been really, really dope. So I've been listening to it on my walks. I'm on vacation right now. So I've been able to take my 45 minute walks in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I listen to this book and it's just been a total game changer. It talks about, you know, your habits and, and how your habits are formed from your environment and things of that nature. But one of the uh, biggest takeaways it says in the book is that if you create a habit that can just give you a 1% improvement a day, mm -hmm. And you focus on that habit versus saying, oh, I want this goal, but you focus on that habit that can give you that 1% improvement a day, it's almost inevitable that you're going to reach your goals. Wow. So I love that piece because it's not overwhelming. It's not, oh, I got to change everything. It's just that 1% a day, and that's huge. Wow, that's huge. So what are you listening to? What is Perry riding down the street listening to on his downtime? So real talk, <laughs> you know, I'm from Akron, Ohio, baby. Uh -oh. shot to the 330. So I'm old school hip hop, 80s, 90s hip hop. So, um, you know, like listening to, you know, the Jay-Z, the Woo, the Busta Rhymes, nice. you know what I'm saying? You know, the Roots, the Nas, <laughs> all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow, wow, yeah. that's good stuff. That is good stuff. You know what, I thank you. I thank you so much. You helped me. Um, but I know you help the listeners, so I hope they rewind this and listen to it again. Get out their journal and take notes. This was so good. Thank you for episode number 35, Cash Flow. Cash Flow. Cash Flow. All right, remember to like, subscribe, and review. Follow me on Instagram at Your Life Has Possibilities. Follow me on Twitter at Your Life Has Possibilities and Facebook at YLH Possibilities and Facebook Charmaine Campbell. And remember to shop and pick you up some possible merch at teespring.com backslash stores backslash the dash possible dash store dash two. We have some good, good designs on the store. I try to put five new designs weekly. And don't forget to check me out on my website at www.yourlifehaspossibilities.com. Everyone have a blessed week. And remember, your life has possibilities.